Hey everyone, welcome to my show. I'm Tiffany Blackman, my so-called fabulous. How are you doing today? I bet you're all fabulous, right? Well, today I have in studio with me, I'm just so excited to bring this to you because if you've listened long enough, you know I'm in that 50-ish. I haven't really pinned down how old I am just yet but or how young I am. But I have with me today a fabulous woman and Dr. Lisa Gardner. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, Dr. Gardner. It. I just, I, I, we were talking before the show, everyone, and we could go on for hours, but we're going to segment this out. And you are owner of Fusion Medical Aesthetics. Yes. Okay. So we were talking before the show. Okay. I, it's, it's aesthetics. 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 With an A-E. Okay. And so. It is which, hard to say. It, very hard to spell. It is. Spell and say, <laughs> right? When you get tongue twisted like this. Mm-hmm. So you're in the Fort Worth area and you have had your business with fusion for eight years. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Eight years. Oh yeah. my gosh. I can't even, I can't even imagine the changes, but you specialize in anti-aging. Yes. You are an OB-GYN. Mm-hmm. All right. The list goes on and on everyone. She's board certified and if, okay, I was laughing at her, but F-A-C-O-O-G. I said, you're the OG of something, yeah. right? So that's a board Ooh, yeah. certification, <laughs> it's right? board certification, yeah. Okay, and what is that? I mean, what is that specialty? So OB-GYN, um, all, all specialties, anesthesia, surgery, whatever, we all have our own, um, our own house, so to speak. So then when you test, so you, you go through residency, and then after you're in practice for a while, you have to take a big exam, and that is what gets you your board certification. So it's a knowledge-based exam. and um, But you have to be in practice for a little while for that. Then you get recertified every seven to eight years or so. And um, so this year, or in 2023, I'm due for my next exam. Oh. Um, I know. It's Ooh. like, oh. oh. But I don't do OB-GYN anymore. You don't. So I did retire completely from OB first. So I, I let that part of my career go, which was very difficult, as you can imagine. Because, I, I mean, I, who doesn't love delivering babies? And, um, gosh, I it, thousands. And I've bonded with so many women. It's just been extraordinary. The people I've met, and, and I still know because I was there for that. Um, and then I did gynecology alone for a while. And um, my husband was actually the one that said, you know what? You, you can take the risk. You have what it takes to do something else. And your love now is going to be for women that are late forties and then into their fifties, because no one's really paying attention to that market of women. Right. And I had quite a love for that my whole career. Even when I was in my thirties, I loved working with women in their fifties. I just, I just found them interesting and I found them like, I, I would listen to them. Like I was getting my knowledge from them wow. as a young doctor. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is fascinating. And, and then I thought to myself, that's going to be me one day. Like, wait a minute. Yes. And it happened. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm really glad I listened to them this whole time. And um, I do now for myself what I've gleaned from patients that were really healthy. And then I share that information with everybody. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. I- to get them to believe that it's okay to be in your to be 50 years old and above, it's okay. It's and okay. it's the, it is a great part of your life. And if you take care of yourself, probably starting in your mid forties, once you get into your fifties, you're okay. You'll be all right. But it, it has to start then. It has to start then. And yes. if, I hope you're all listening to that. Yeah. She said, 
you have to start in your 40s mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. And I've seen that. We, we kind of call that anecdotal evidence where you see it with your own eyes. So through the years I've been doing the hormones specifically, which is almost 10 years now, I have seen it with my own eyes. The women that start early 40s to mid 40s on hormones and exercise and eating and doing all the things they're supposed to do. Once you hit 50, 51, 52, which is your average age of menopause, 52, you're okay. Wow. But the women that I see and my heart is hurts for them the most is like when they're 55 and they come to me and they've never been on anything. Oh, it's hard. It is. I mean, it's almost kind of like I have to pull them out of the pit oh, to gosh, then get them well. And, it, and it's, it's a tragic, you know, cause we don't, we don't really value women. I don't believe in this country over 50 and I'm not, I'm trying to like change that idea an ideation of people that you're not worth anything anymore. And I can see it. I see it, how my patients are and how they feel about themselves and how they talk about themselves. And it's, it's a put, they're putting themselves down the whole time. Oh yes. And because you're looking at society, it's just not a value anymore for men too over 50 and career. And I know Mm -hmm. all of it. And And it's a shame and it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. And you know, um, I was talking to you earlier about in my fifties, starting a new career Mm and influencing, and I'm surrounded by C of young women and men and it's intimidating, but and people are like, what are you doing? I mean, you should be retiring now. I'm like, I'm not finished. Right. I'm not finished. And, um, telling the story and bringing people on like yourself that can educate and help. And I'm going back to the, you're, it's ringing in my ears. When you're talking about taking care of yourself in your forties, you're talking about physically, mentally, spiritually, all of it, all encompassing, yes. right? Yes. And seeing someone the the biggest gift you you can give yourself is to see someone like yourself that is knowledgeable, educated, and not someone. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, know? not someone that just started their practice. I just I, I mean I mean yeah. I just not not that that if you just if you're doing something um okay if I'm a chef and I say I'm gonna open a hormone therapy center I mean y'all think twice okay but um you know what I'm saying but like, that's happening and so I know. my biggest peeve with with taking care of women with their hormones and I only do bioidentical I don't do pharmaceuticals anymore and that's a whole other tell us the difference yeah, quickly and then we'll get into that. You know, and I did all that and and it wasn't helping people. And I wrote the prescriptions and I was that doctor. I did the Xanaxes for people, the Ambien's, the Prozac, so Wellbutrin and Lexapro, because that was during my time when Lexapro was hot and it came out and it was just, oh, it has the least amount of side effects. But I was always like, but it still has side effects. Like, yeah, sexual dysfunction. That's the number one. And weight gain of 20 pounds within two years Mm -mm. is your number two Mm -mm. with any of those SSRIs. So I still was like, all right, I loved my drug reps. I still love, I love drug reps. I think they're wonderful and they have a job and they have a place, but it's like, but there's still side effects. Yeah. So they kind of mask it with like, oh, there, there's less side effects, but there's still, there's still still there. Sexual dysfunction was huge. And that was the number one reason why people were coming to my practice anyway. And weight gain. Mm-hmm. Those are, believe it or not, as an OBGYN, That's big. those are like your top out of five things in sleep and all the, right. you know, all this other stuff. But those were the, the, on the list of basically a hundred percent of women that were coming in. So here I was giving them what they were complaining about. 
Wow. So I was giving them something that the side effects were the exact thing they were complaining about. So I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't working. And I gleaned all this information for all these years from taking care of, say, you're 12 or 13 all the way to late 80s. I had patients all over the place. I would take that information and store it in my brain like, okay, these groups of women are not aging well. Mm-hmm these groups of women are aging great. So what are they doing? And I would just ask and ask and ask. And I took all that information, I stored it in my brain. And then I knew one day I would be on my own. Mm -hmm. I knew that I would have my own practice. I knew that I had ideas and I didn't want to be like this corporate doctor anymore. Like I knew that in my heart. And so I branched out. And, but that was honestly at the help of Trey, because he, he was like, you're brave. You know, you can do this. You can take a risk. You can reinvent yourself. You already have the patient base. Right. So I switched and they came with me. And they came. They came with me. Isn't that they amazing? Because they knew I, w- I was going to be truthful and honest and authentic. Trust. Yeah, because I delivered their babies. Exactly. Or did their surgery. So you're so, seeing women, you started seeing these women probably in their 20s, 30s, yeah. and now you're mm-hmm. continuing on there with their mm-hmm. life cycle in 40s and 50s. And I can't. I it's mean, beautiful. I mean, I'm so lucky. <laughs> like I, they've been with me because usually when you deliver a baby, they kind of like trickle out of your life mm-hmm. eventually because they don't really need you for that stuff anymore. Right. Well, now it was like perfect timing because now... They just sort of like, they just come with me for all the other stuff that I do in the office. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I'm really fortunate. I know. I love that. I love that. Okay. I'm going to go back to your your pharmacology and we're going to talk about just a minute. I'm I'm going to be very frank with everyone Mm -hmm. because during uh, this past and during 2020, well now, you know, when during 2020, very stressful times, lots of anxiety, need to keep working, um, starting a new business. So a lot of anxiety. So my doctor put me on, my internal medicine doctor put me on Buspar. Yes. And I haven't slept, uh, and I'm not sure when the show is airing, but I haven't slept as of today in a year of full night's sleep. And so Lunesta, and then layers of L-theanine and uh, melatonin and everything. So can you tell everyone, if I were your patient, what would be the goal? I know my goal. What would be, would it be the same as mine as get off that crap? Yes. I know. 100%. I know. And it just breaks my heart. But that is all we're trained to do, right? Like, right. I will tell you without a doubt, with certainty that that is how we're trained. And we have a toolbox and it's very limited. And I open my toolbox and that's meds. And it's very unfortunate. It has to be that way. But um, I would tell you, most women, late 40s, the for, if you're having issues with sleep, weight gain, um, sexual dysfunction, um, moodiness, agitation, mm-hmm. all these things that, that encompass all the problems that most women have, get your hormones checked. Yes. That is, so I'll, I'll preface it too with, um, so I, I've taken some continuing medical education classes even recently to continue with my uh, board certification. Right. The question was 51 year old woman comes into your office, blah, blah, blah. And the, all the answers I had to pick from were medication. Not one time did it even mention in CME in 2020, let's check her hormones. 
Really? It wasn't even part of the equation. And I sat there and I thought, this is like two months ago. And I just thought, are you kidding? Two months ago? Yeah, this is like current oh my God. current testing. Oh, no. So this is clearly what is being still taught in the medical community that is still reach for the meds. Now, I will say in defense of medicine that it, it has been created now for us to see 60 patients a day. It's too much. And you can't spend quality time with people to really get to the root cause of things. Wow. And that's the problem. So if you could see 20 people a day, have, have a proper conversation with people, then things would be very different in medicine. And I think that's a big part of the problem is we're just commercialized now. Is the 60 patients a day, is that more of a corporate yeah, yeah, it is. That's, that's, that's I would more say yes because you're seeing a lot of these big, uh, big hospitals buying up right. doctors' groups and stuff like that, and I think it's a mistake. I think wow. it's a huge mistake because you don't need that mm -hmm. to survive in medicine. I think we have to go back to grassroots medicine, and where you trust your doctor, you like your doctor. I, I meet people that don't even like them, right? <laughs> and that's not okay. Right. This is a very noble job and you have to love it. And and people have to feel that from you too, though, that you, you really love it. Right. Have you always wanted to be a doctor? No, I started out with optometry, believe it or not. Wow. Like an eye doctor. Cause but I still. worked in that in college. So I worked as um, a little tech. Right. And I check your eyes and then I'd walk right across the hall and go work at Pearl Vision right. and fit people with glasses. And that's what I did for my, my school job when I was in college. But you're serving our health. So, mm -hmm. so that's I always, always been that. in your blood. It's been in your blood. But okay. the optometrist I work for said, don't do it. You'll be bored out of your mind. So I, I took his advice and I went into something else. And I actually, it started with biochemistry. Oh my <laughs> and goodness. And I loved that class. Nasty. I, oh, <laughs> I know. It was so hard, but I loved Yee, it. Goodness And gracious. that's when I was sort of like, I wonder if I can be a doctor. I don't know. So wow. it all kind of started with that. But I really loved the lab. I really loved like cell biology. And, and I'm really surprised I didn't go into research actually. Right. Like micro. I loved microbiology. Mm -mm. Um, oh. But I loved love the lab setting. So, you know, I'm really surprised I didn't end up going into something like that, like more like a PhD route right. or something, but wow, I guess I could always do that. Stuff. You're smart, <laughs> but I try really hard. I'm not, I was like always middle of the road, but I always tried hard. Of course. Of you know course I, mean? I can tell. And like it, it, cause I love it. And so you've got to love it, you know, like you right. love this and right. it's easy for you when yes. you love it. So. So take me back to those of you. And I have heard from my followers and community. They're not sleeping. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and I, we were talking before and, and if, if people know me, I can't turn my brain off. I just, mm -hmm. I can't. And we go back to the medication. That is my goal is to get off the medication. Now I've been a hormonal mess for a while. I understand. I didn't know this because you'll laugh. My doctor told me recently, she's like, well, you're post-menopause. And I went, what? I mean, I can't be. I, I was just perimenopause. I mean, you know what I mean? It yeah. just kind of freaked me out well, because it's old. Know. It makes, makes it me does. Feel, makes me feel like I'm just so ancient. Yes, I agree with you. But if you if you take care of it prior to, if you start hormones prior to the actual event, you sail right on through because if you let a woman go through menopause and she's perimenopausal, the brain's already being affected with atrophy, the heart, the bones. Mm. You know, and I also will say this, as far as hormones go and like libido, and yes, I can get your libido back. And I see a lot of people just for that specifically, but I always say like, 
if you start this now and then you don't sail through menopause, your bones will be okay still. Like, why would you want to go through menopause? Right. It's just a, a crash. Ugh. But we, we teach our women, you have to go through that. Just suck it up. It's just, and I don't understand that. Right. So we're already suffering even in late forties, even in early forties, you're still suffering a lack of bone density. Right. It's happening. Mm -hmm. And atrophy of your brain is happening. It is. And so, but I will say hormones get sold though as sex and it gets sold as the gym. It gets sold as the wrong thing to people that you think hormones are specifically for those two things. And they're not, it's Alzheimer's prevention. Mm. It's yeah. Like I said, bone density, it's your heart. It does not cause cancer. That is not true. And people still sit in my chair and they say, oh, is this going to cause cancer? So I say, number one, why would I do something that would cause cancer? Right. Ethically, like that's not an option, right? I do it to myself. Right. Well, I have somebody do it for me, but, right. but I wouldn't do it to myself if it caused cancer, but it doesn't cause cancer. That data is wrong. Where's that coming from? It was pharmaceutical. Okay. That was the problem. So that Women's Health Initiative, it was 22 years ago now, maybe even 23 years that was so, it was done so wrong. It was Prempro. Yes. It was the medication Prempro and it was the progestin mm -hmm. in Prempro that was the problem. It's not progesterone and it gets labeled as progesterone and it's not, it's a fake progesterone that is actually linked to breast cancer. So that's where it's coming from. And so everyone thinking that the bioidentical, which is what I've been doing since mm -hmm. I was 40, 45, I guess, um, is that is not pharmacy, right? It's not. That, and I'm trying to find it's the right word. It's pharmacy words. in a different way. So compounding okay. pharmacies yes. are unregulated, which we want. Okay. We don't want all this regulation because then there's only certain amounts available that you could, like I can, I can compound different, different solutions, different compounds that have different milligram amounts that suit a person better than just a pharmaceutical, like has three things to pick from. Right. Right. So you just, you look at the hormones. So you back up to where you were saying if they, if a person would just check their hormones mm -hmm. and that's through blood work, correct? Mm -hmm. Is it saliva? You blood? can do saliva. There's always that controversy with which one is better and people will argue either way, but I still say it's just easier for people to get the blood test because then I have the results the next day. It's quicker. It doesn't have to sit there and I've just always been like a blood person and not, right. not a saliva person so much. Right. I've done both. Mm -hmm. Saliva is not fun. Yeah. And it's, just, and it's, you have to spit in the cup and oh, this forever. thing, I mean, it's just too much. It's so, too much. And the first so. thing in the morning when you're trying to spit in a mm -hmm. cup doesn't work out. Very well. And the difference is that I don't just t test for that hormone deal that saliva tests for. I do hemoglobin A1C. I check literally 100% of people that come through the door for diabetes. We find three diabetics a week in my practice. What? And I have two girls that work with me and we're one or two di want diabetes, one or two or type two. Oh, my stars. Okay. It in my little baby practice of a hundred patients a week. And I am like, what? what? But people that just look normal. They, you would never know in a million years. So everybody gets that triglycerides, which is your heart marker test. That's, that's your true marker mm -hmm. for heart disease. It's not cholesterol. 
Um, so we do the whole thing for that whole thyroid panel. So not just TSH, it's T3, T4, and the antibodies to make sure you don't have Hashimoto's, these autoimmune disease diseases that you can have. Um, all your like your B12 vitamins, D3, and everybody's low in D3, by the way. Mm-hmm. So yes. there's, there's there's a problem. It's not sunlight, right? So um, and there was a question uh, article that I read recently: sunglasses could potentially lower your D3 because you're not absorbing through the eye. Is the eye really the way through to the pineal gland in the brain to turn on absorption of D3? It's not necessarily through skin like we think. You're kidding. Mm -hmm. So sunglasses, because if you look at, generally speaking, everyone that walks in the door is low unless they're taking it. Mm -hmm. How is that? Mm -hmm. I've got landscape architects that come in and I'm like, how on earth could you possibly be low in D3? There's something else. There's something else. You have to take it. Wow. So I have my patients taking 10,000 units if they're really low daily for about three months. And then I back them off to about three days a week. Because if you take too much, I was high last time mm-hmm. because I was extremely low. So I was doing the drops, the Zymogen drops or something. Zymogen is an excellent company, by the way. Excellent. That's all I use. Okay. Zymogen. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Mm-hmm. So I was using the drops and I did 10 a day mm-hmm. because I was extremely low. Then I went high. So what but, happens but if you're high, too high? Nothing really happens Nothing. so much, but it's not useful and okay. it's, it's taxing. It's a fat soluble vitamin. It's just not, it's not good in high amounts. It just doesn't do you any good. Right. But also you want it to be around 90 to hundred high like that because then your immune system kicks in. Wow. So D3 is expanded not only to bone density because back in our day, it was like bones. D3 is great for your bones. Now they're saying MS prevention, Parkinson's, prostate cancer for men, breast cancer for women and immune system function. Wow. So I start everybody on D3. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. No matter what. Everybody walks out with Zymogen D3. Do you like the drops or the pill? Either or one. Either drops one. is good. Sublingual is always a good option. It gets in quick. Mm-hmm. And then the gel caps are really good or the, the capsules that have powder in mm-hmm. them. You never want to take anything solid. Okay. Because solid will just kind of sit in the stomach okay. and, and it just kind of passes through and it doesn't really get absorbed. So anything like a one a day, um, anything giant multivitamin, I never, ever take any of that. Because it just ends up getting pooped out, basically. Exactly. It doesn't do anything. So, you know, what do you think about the, I I guess it's better. Okay, you tell me, is it better? If you have a person that is not seeing a professional like yourself and needs supplements, first of all, what are the supplements that you would suggest? Or would you go, you know what, I don't know, because I don't know where their blood is. Do you, then do you get... You can assume, you can just absolutely assume everybody's low because our nutrition is a problem. It's poor. So it's that. And it's always going to go back to food quality. So when you are eating fast food, for instance, it is fried in industrial seed oil Mm -hmm. that is linked to cancer. We know this is carcinogenic. And that's why I'm a big, uh, I have a big aversion to anything that has a drive-through. Mm-hmm. So you've got to think about stuff like that. So this industrial seed oil does not get metabolized by the body, doesn't understand it, and you end up getting inflammation from it. So then inflammation can lead to cancer. And I'm not saying Chick-fil-A leads to cancer. That's right. not what I'm saying. Right. I'm just saying a long time of 30-something years of just fast food only and, and like 
eating from Dollar General or these types of places, sure. the food desert, you know, like Dr. Mark Hyman always talks about the food desert mm-hmm. that we're in. Even food banks, food banks have nothing but junk. Oh, my stars. It's boxed goods, package process. So this is what we're giving to our kids Mm -hmm. that we think we're doing them a favor and we're not, you know, their performance in school is less. And, and that's the kind of things that happen when you um, are a fast food junkie. Brain mm-hmm. development for children and all this stuff. It, but like going back to your original question, um, I start everybody. So my my whole goal, I've got about it, it's about this wide, mm-hmm. like your TV screen. It's the supplements that I recommend. And it's not a lot. You just need a basic foundation, zinc. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Nobody ever thinks about poor zinc. Right. Zinc's really important. Magnesium, D three. I love uh, resveratrol, which is actually found in red wine. Yes. But not that way. Right. You know, don't want to do too much of that. <laughs> not that. But like uh, just taking extra of that is great for longevity. That's been tested in, and studied in, in rats and mice. And we know that people or rats and mice live longer that way. Um, big fan of that. Curcumin, turmeric. Mm-hmm. Turmeric. Who doesn't, you know, everybody remembers that one. I take that every single day. Great for joint function and anti-inflammatory. So good for your uh, your knees and ankles and all that. Um, Vitamin C. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, but even if you do it two, three days a week. It's better. You have to do it because we do not get it because we spray pesticide on everything. So we're not getting nutritional value from our food anymore. Mm -mm. And so you have to take it. You have to take it. You have to take it. Gosh. You have to exercise and you have to lay off, right. you know, going to fast food places. And, and that's the only way to survive because our environment now is what our generation that we didn't have 30 years ago. Things have changed. Things have changed. The milk is not the same. I'm very anti-dairy, anti-dairy. Do not recommend one star. Do not recommend. Right. I want that t-shirt done because it's just, it's how it's processed. That's the issue. So all these allergies, and I listened to your other podcast with your nutritionist mm-hmm. and the foods change. And that's why we're getting all these allergies now because all these additives are being placed into it. We shouldn't, you shouldn't get an Alcat test and all of a sudden have these allergies that you never had before because the food has changed. Right. That's true. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. The food has changed. So you shouldn't have allergies to these things, but we do now. Yeah. Because of all the additives. Strong sensitivities. So much. would you say that, um, could you go to Europe and have bread bet, and milk? You bet you could. Isn't that something? Go to Italy, eat all the pasta, have all the wine you want. It doesn't have nitrites in it or so, not nitrites, sulfites. Ah. So sulfites is your carrier, right? It's, it's what they put into the wine to ship it. So people have all these issues. Um, There's a small section at Central Market that has, it's all of maybe three feet. Right. (laughs) It's like local wines. So if you're going to do a wine, just make it where it doesn't have sulfites in it. Are you a wine girl at all? Not at all. Not at all. No, not at all. It gives me heartburn. Oh, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I do, it's not worth it to me. So I just don't. So, um, my, my doctor that, and I'm going to go through the, the doctor thing here in a minute, but, um, she took me off wine. It's been four months now. And as a chef and I, I started working on my sommelier degree many years ago, stopped, but I, missed it so desperately oh. in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like that. It's the ritual for me. It, it was is the ritual. ritual. It was a ritual. And for that me. usually starts about 45 years old. 
Yeah. Oh, I don't know what it is about that, but it's like that moment when a woman believes that I need to drink red wine. I'm 45. This is just what we do. That's it. And it's not uh, wine o'clock. It's five o'clock, you know, wine o'clock somewhere and drinking at two o'clock before you pick up the kids in carpool or something, you know? So, but I understand it. Sure. Because it, the, the empathy I have for that is the world, it's crazy. The expectations women place on themselves, whether it's as a parent, as a career person, both. I mean, it's insane. It so is. women are doing things to like relax and make themselves feel better. And I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand, you know, why people do what they do. And, but if they could just find another way to do it, sure. to get the same feeling in a, in a good way. Right. Well, and so I'm about four months off and, um, I actually, this past week, because, you know, we were trying to inflammation and sugar, get Mm -hmm. that out of Mm -hmm. my system. And, um, just to try to get what's going on with you. Um, I don't miss it anymore. I I don't. It's just a habit. It was a habit Mm -hmm. and it was a, you know, my husband Mm -hmm. and I, it was, it was a ritual. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so anyway, I, you know, I switched to vodka. Yeah. Which is great because no, no carbs, no, but that's what the, that's the segue. I'm like, if you still enjoy alcohol and you want Mm -hmm. that little like buzz or a little relaxation, Mm -hmm. right? Just do an alcohol spritzer or a vodka spritz of some sort. And that's okay. You know, every so often, maybe once or twice a week, not, not any more than that. Um, but it's just a habit. And when you take that sugar out of your diet, Mm -hmm. I've taken sugar as much as I can out of my diet. I don't eat processed foods, but I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it is amazing oh, yeah. how, I mean, my body has, mm-hmm. it, it has, does change. It has, it, it is. I mean, it, and it's just not meant for humans, you know? I mean, if you think about like maybe in small quantities or just like, like the food thing, if you are eating fast food five times a week, you, you can expect to get diabetes. I mean, you're just going to get it. And I mean, like not just fast food, like our classic fast food, I'm talking like restaurant food is kind of like, a version of fast food. You just sit down. Right. It's, it's all cooked kind of the same way and the same kinds of fats and oils. And that's what people don't realize right. is the inflammation is coming from the oil that's being cooked in. Oh gosh. And not to mention, you know, the, the meat and how that's treated right. prior to and everything else. So My goodness. yeah, I'm just not eating, I'm not eating any chicken anymore. I haven't, no, no, 80% of chickens now are processed in factories and, You know, if you watch enough videos and understand it enough, you would not even touch it if you knew the 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 ethics behind it is terrible. Right. So I've chosen to just not do that anymore. Right. And meat too. So yeah, and it's Mm. it's amazing. I mean, you know, it's there's thousands of animals together. There's bacteria. There's abscesses. Um, that's getting passed through. It's not clean. You know, you don't get a chicken and it's all like fresh and clean. That's not how that works. Right. And so that's why I've just kind of chosen like the inflammation within that chicken Ah. is huge. And I'm just choosing not to participate in the dairy industry and and also chickens, poultry. Yeah. Um, So tell me the the women and men that test and are diabetic. Mm -hmm. Again, you said you couldn't visually change. I mean, is there a, no, there's no, it's that bad. How sad. Because I, I, I wanted, I, this is wrong. They're not obese. That's my question. Yeah. You, you think like there's a look like it used to be back right. in my career, back in the beginning. Sure. Yeah. It was like, they're a diabetic. That was so obvious. No, they're, they're, so what does that tell you? The pancreas where insulin is stored, the pancreas is already kind of petering out mm. early because mm. we've been 
you may not eat fast food all the time. And my theory is if you're eating it at all, it's that oil Mm -hmm. and the oil is doing something. There's something within the way it's being processed right? and fried and all of that, that heat, cool, heat, cool. There's something happening. And we know there's carcinogens in that oil. Of course. So if that's the case, something's that there's too many people with diabetes type two. There's, there's like 80 million undefined mm. people that are walking around with some kind of diabetes. Oh no. 80 million. This is an epidemic. It is. This isn't I want a mask that says right. type two. I wish people, and I wanted to do like a series of like this artistic, like mask series of like, let's talk about like all these other things that we need to be going crazy about. We're mm-hmm. going crazy over something that is not killing. Right. And I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying that somewhere. But <laughs> but like diabetes is killing way more people than COVID will ever. Wow. And um dementia, oh. millions and millions of people have dementia. And I still am coming down to I believe it's environmental. I fully believe there are things we cannot see whether it's in our groundwater, in our, I mean, think about like Mm -hmm. our water has all kinds of pesticides. Again, they've found antibiotics. What? There's Prozac. There's all kinds of like, because people throw it down the drain and it's like, okay, so you're drinking this by the way. Great. So what about air quality? Oh gosh. Right. What about food quality? That's what our generation is dealing with. So I've got physically fit, really healthy people. And they, they're not doing, they have the inflammation. It's like, how is this? Wow. You know, Mm -hmm. how is this? But, but like the type two diabetes thing, I don't understand why we're not in an uproar in this country. We're not talking about it. I don't understand why there hasn't been really any advancements that much in, in diabetes and dementia. And you have to ask these questions, like what is going on? Right. There's, we can't have this epidemic. It's an epidemic. Why is nobody addressing it? So is it, I get my ignorance here, but is it genetic? Type two? No. no. Type one is genetic. Yes. Type okay. one is when your pancreas is like, I don't have any insulin. Right. Sorry. You know, okay. like uh, th- that's when a person has to inject. Sure. Type two diabetes is very much, I hate saying, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this one too, but it's self-induced a lot of the time. It's just a poor quality diet, lack of exercise and or lack of movement in general. And then you end up getting you know, glucophage or metformin, you know, like here's some pills and then you keep doing the same thing. It's like, stop eating this food and you don't have to be a type two diabetic anymore. So you're, you're, you are trying to educate your, your patients to, to change their lifestyle. It's not a pill. It's not a pill. No, No, no. I have a guy right now. He's actually, they're kind of family friends and his triglycerides are 516. And if he would have gone to his family practice doctor, that's terrible, by the way. If he would have gone to his FP doc, he would have been placed on meds. And okay. I'm like, I called him and I said, you are not doing that. We are going to get, you're going to be a vegan for about four months. That's how you're going to fix this. Just completely take all that stuff off the table. Right. And then you can go back to that. You can eat whatever you want once your triglycerides right. are in range. You can do whatever you want. But until then, you're, the answer is no, you're grounded. That's, I mean, you're grounded, but you're saving their life too. Yeah. And just like, this is out of love. I always say that it's out of love and respect for you right? that you have to make changes. And now I do have some patients here and there that we have the same conversation year after year. So I'm like, 
so we talked about this a year ago, you know, mm-hmm. like we had diabetes a year ago. You don't have to have this anymore. You know, just things like that. So, but it's, we're at epidemic levels now with people and, and then that's all this inflammation. And what do you think is dementia? It's inflammation of your brain. Right. So the dementia, it doesn't stop at your neck. You know, like your sure. body keeps going oh, right. and, and your brain is oh, gosh. is inflamed and then it begins to atrophy. So if you look at a normal brain, it's it fills your skull. Right. But if you look at a dementia brain, oh, it's, it's shrunk, tiny. it's tiny, and we have to feed the brain. So, Lisa, I often go at my age to the pantry mm-hmm. and just stand there and go, what the hell was I going in here for? Yeah, or, or, you I, bet. But I mean, that scares me so much. Um, and that, you know, a few years, but does that mean I have dementia? You, you probably have like, it's, I wouldn't call it early onset. Dementia. No, no, don't say that. I would say it's more like cognitive decline. Okay. So, and I tell my patient, I'm so glad you said that. I tell them all stop discounting forgetfulness, mm. stop pushing it under the rug and saying, Oh, I'm just tired today. You have to say I'm forgetting Yeah. and I'm addressing this. And you have to start feeding your brain. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is food, the food that you eat. Exercise, you know, exercise is one of the number one things you can prevent dementia with exercise. And to a point of not just exercise, like I'm going to walk around the block mm-hmm. a mile, to breathlessness. Mm-hmm. It's exercise to a point of breathlessness where you are just like, wow. Right. Like spin class, you know, that sort of thing where you're just like, oh my gosh, and it's dripping off of you, that kind of exercise. Right. Because the blood flow, what does it do? It mm-hmm. goes through the carotid artery, it goes to the brain. Wow. And that's how you get your brain going again. So it's this lack of exercise. And then you can add hormones to that. And that's like your little bonus. Then mm-hmm. you're like, right. And then you feel better. Then you want to exercise a little bit more. Then you start eating a little bit better. But hormones are still the foundation of life. Right. I wonder if you see this in your practice. So in my 40s, when I started progesterone mm-hmm. um, and compounded, and it was helped me, sleep was not an issue with this. I was just off at the time and um, checking my hormones. And then, you know, I'd have all the labs and all of everything and, and the doctor would go through everything with me. And I was just kind of going, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Now... I get my quarterly lab results and I study it yes. like a crazy Good woman. For you. I mean, I'm like, Good for you. yay, this went down, this went up. This is, you know, and I, I have to say on paper, I look better than I feel. Yes, I understand know? that. Does that make yeah, sense? Completely. It, and I don't yeah. understand that. Well, it was really interesting what I would recommend to people too. And I did this. So most of my like, most of my like advice is coming from things I've done because I've seen things fail and I've gathered information from people like that's not working. Um, so I did a thermogram. I don't know if you're familiar Mm-mm. with that. So I was very disappointed with my thermography results. It's a, it's a, you stand naked. So you have to kind of get over that whole thing, but you stand naked in front of this person and she has this little machine and it tests how hot and cold your body is. It was amazing. So it comes out with like a pattern. It's like a body pattern. And it, mine was red and orange and, and that's not good. Heat in your body is actually a sign of inflammation. So I was very arrogant in the beginning because I was like, <laughs> oh, mine's going to be blue and green. And it's going to be beautiful. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be like this picture perfect. And I got my results back and I was like, whoa, I was very upset. And I was like, this cannot be. I do all this stuff. Right. But it was a really big wake up call because I thought if I didn't do this stuff, would I have cancer by now? 
would I have like autoimmune disorders by now? So it's searching for heat. immune disorder heat, and that would let you know yeah. if you can't. Yes, and it could pick up some like like cancer like spots I need and to things do like this. that. It was fascinating. I mean, I had inflammation from my brain all the way down to the, like my ankles essentially. And then my feet were blue because I'm always kind of cold with my mm-hmm. feet and everything and wow. my hands, but it was very reflective of the, it, it was like what was really happening in my body. So it's made me continue the course of being very much into exercise, very much into nutrition because I saw it for myself, despite all the things that I was doing all the things I was doing, right? hormones, all of it. Yeah. And I was still like, Whoa. what? So that's how I know it's, it's environmental. Mm. I believe with my whole heart, we're, we're getting bombarded with so much stuff mm-hmm. that there's a problem. And I don't think we're going to live longer than our grandparents. I oh, think no. we'll be lucky, like the 82 range, something around there. And we have all the technology and knowledge. Isn't that interesting? To, 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 to live longer. But we're not advancing. Right. Because it's pharma. Oh, no. Mm-mm. See, I thought 50 was a new 40 and 40 was a new, all that other but stuff. It's, it was, that was such an interesting test that I did. I yes. mean, I, I very much turned people onto that because I think if people see, when you see your body on the inside, even though it's not really on the inside, when you see that, it's not the same as looking at a lab. Your lab is a piece of paper that you're just like, yeah. Okay. You can't really bond with that piece of paper when you see your body image and it's you and you see it's like, telling. Whoa, what is all this going on? You know, that sort of thing. And then maybe changing some things and possibly following up with another one, maybe in a year or something mm-hmm. is, is fascinating. See, I would have that attitude. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I work out six days a week. So I'm, I'm fine. fine. <laughs> and then you're I not. Would. I know. And then you're just like, well, what about the average person then that doesn't do <gasps> that stuff? And that's where we're seeing what diabetes uh-uh. and cancer and heart disease and all dementia and all these issues. Mm-mm. Because the majority of our population, 70% of our population is obese. I know. What? Can you believe? That is, that is like, why aren't we talking about that in 2020? We're, we're being distracted. We I, need to be talking about the health of this population of what 335 million people that we're at right now. Why aren't we talking about the preservation of our health of this culture? I've watched, you know, going to airports or just going to the grocery mm-hmm. store. The number of my daughter is 21. Yes. The number of obese, the, the amount of obesity that you just see in our community mm-hmm. is staggering. Yes. And I just, and I think about my aches and pains and I, I know I bring it on. Uh, there's something I've done, but I think about how much I take care of myself yes. and, um, you know, and, and people are, you know, we are, do have listeners going, well, it's expensive people. You have one body. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have one body. God gave us one body. And I'm like, you've got to take care yeah. of that. And like any you said, money I spend any more, honestly, my patients know this. I'm very authentic with my patients. It's just like this every day. I say, I don't spend money on shoes and bags and any of that stuff anymore. I got you know, and I'm a big Peloton person. I love that bike and I got the treadmill and I, that's where I invest my money is food that, and I don't do, I don't go out. I don't party. I don't drink. I don't spend money on this crazy stuff and clothes and all that. I don't do any of that stuff anymore because it never served me. 
Right. And I fell for the trap a few times. You know, you all, everybody falls for the trap. Sure. But I got out of it because I was like, I have got to just be very aware of, and it is, it is expensive. It is, but I don't, I don't have big gadgets and I don't have, you know, like vehicles and, and right. houses. Right, everywhere. Right. I don't have any of that stuff right. because I don't want, well, first of all, I don't want it sure. it's too much. But second of all, I want to concentrate and focus on what I know will reward me when I'm 80. Wow. Cause I want to know who I am at 80. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have dementia. Mm-mm. And so I live my life now. So I'm not like that. Wow. I, it scares me. It's I, so it's scary. scary. Mm-hmm. It is so scary. And I just don't think we know enough about it because we we're not. But why there, there is we that? Go. I don't know. So that's always my question. There's not really been much advancement in 30 years with Alzheimer's. And that, that needs to change. I know. They, they have to start studying the human brain. We're studying the wrong species. Mm-hmm. We're studying monkeys and mice. And we need humans to be able to see what is working and what's not working. But by the time you go to your primary care, it's like, you know, people have it already. And then the next thing you know, you're on medication. Really? Instead of like, let's, let's not get there. Like, I don't want to get there. Breast cancer, same thing. Why does one in seven women have breast cancer, Tiff? <sighs> one in seven. Oh, no one talks about it. That's another epidemic that we need to wear a mask. Yeah, right. Epidemic. You know that. Why aren't we, why aren't we up in arms about that? I just. One in seven of our American women. Are you kidding lot. me? No, it is. That is real. And those numbers haven't changed in many, many years. I remember that when I was uh, training. Really? Mm-hmm. It was one in eight. Now it's one in seven. Wow. So Big progress. We're doing something yeah. as a group. What are we doing? Exactly. What are we doing as a group that we're getting? Is it birth control pills? Is it deodorant? Is it the makeup that we're putting on? Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of like aluminum-free deodorants. Mm-hmm. I, I'm all about that. Um, and of Have course, you found food, one at work? Yeah, native, native deodorant. Oh, and I learned that from Rich Roll, who is a vegan athlete. And uh, he, he had it actually on his podcast. It was funny. That's how I learned about it. And it works. It's coconut and it has uh, triglycerides in it, so it sticks, so you don't get all sweaty and kind of keeps everything kind of in. You know, native. I, it works great. I, let me ask you. So I tried that, but I'm. It's like in the last two years, I've had. It's mm-hmm. it's like sticky, and I I tried the native. It worked for a month, and then I changed. Is that a body it's chemistry? Very, very common. Yes. I mean, I'm like yes. Geez, and yes. I, you know, I just like, do I smell? I mean, but yeah. I'm sticking to myself. Yes, yeah, so, so sticking to yourself. So that's common. Yeah, very common. You have to change out. Like switch it out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've like shampoos and all that. I do love yeah. the native, but I have mm-hmm. to give it a break and go to, mm-hmm. is it charcoal? Is that? Yeah. The charcoal. Okay. There's all kinds. Okay. There, there's a lot more out there now See, than I'm used trying. to be, which is great. And even like <laughs> CVS and Walgreens carries that now, which shocks me because before you used to have to go to Sprouts sure. or, you know, or natural grocers or something like that. But now you can find them. So it's becoming more mainstream, which is great. But there's something we're doing as a collective. What are we doing? What are we doing? Why aren't we studying that? I don't know. I talk about deodorant all the time with my girlfriends. I believe that. And I think it's makeup. I think it's lotions. I don't do any kind of like really like scented or chemically dyed lotions. Like, um, am I allowed to name drop like mm-hmm. things, Bath and Body Works? Right. I absolutely do not gift that. I don't use it. I don't, none of that candles, all of it. I do not go to that store. Right. 
So natural. Yeah, all it, try your best to find the least amount of chemicals, but all that fragrance and everything, that's all. And spray your perfumes on your clothes, not directly onto your skin. Right. Oh, um, that's a great, say that again. So you'll, I do spray and walk. So I go, and then I just walk through it. Right. So don't spray like on your skin. It actually can discolor your skin, by the way. Oh, my esthetician friend told me don't spray it on your chest because it can like discolor. No, ma'am. Yeah, something to do with the alcohol in it or oh, something. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, so just spray and walk. Mm -mm. I think Reese Witherspoon did that, didn't she? Like yes. in one of her movies yes, or whatever, spray and walk. Spray and walk. Spray and walk. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I do do that, but I, I, oh yeah, that's a different podcast. Spray, oh, man, but like skin color. Hair dye. I mean, I had a patient that got her hair follicle tested and it had like some bleach product left over that was found in her follicle or something. I'm like, oh my geez, you can't, you, what, what are you going to do? Like, how do you, so I try and limit as much. So I'm letting my hair go. So I'm doing that. Are you? That balayage thing where it's like brown and it goes to blonde. So I'm trying to use less and less. Okay. Like Will you go to your natural and, color? No, cause I'm really gray now. So oh. I'm not ready for not that. Not quite ready. I've got some really like, great friends that have done it over COVID and, and they look great. I'm not quite ready for that. Um, I think, you know, maybe in a couple of years or something, I'll think about it. But right now, and it's not coming through all the way. So right. I'm still kind of like, I'm not quite all gray. So you I'm just going to give it a minute. You see those women that have beautiful silky oh, braids. I'm not uh, that. I wish if it gets like that, I'm totally I'm okay in. with it. I would be in mm -hmm. my, my, my daughter's like, no, you would not be in. I went, no, no, no. That's silky. Oh yeah. I don't know what that is, but I mean, I know that's I just, genetic. I have fire, just the sprinklers, you mm -hmm. know, the, the fireworks mm -hmm. sprinklers. Yes. And then they get kind of, yes. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. kinky. I know. Yeah. No, they're too hard to manage. <laughs> so that's not worth it for me right now. Like I have other things. I, do <laughs> I know we're working on other things. Oh man. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm going to do the, the thermogram. Right. It's and I'll get I'll send you it's uh, North Texas thermography and I wish I had their number. North Texas. And Abby is a girl that um, does all my thermograms. She's a sweet girl. Um, and she gets it. She she knows like I work with hormones and she understands all that stuff. Right. So I like to work with other people and send and refer pe to people that also support what I'm trying to do for you. So there there are some places in town that. You know, they'll say, oh, you, hormones, you don't need to be doing those and all that. And women are like, what? But why? Yeah. And they're just, it's misinformation. There, There's a great book. I would love for your listeners to even th think about getting on Amazon. It's called How to Achieve Healthy Aging by Neil Rousier. It's R-O-U-Z-I-E-R, -E Rousier. Healthy Aging. Mm -hmm. okay. How to Achieve Healthy Aging. And I almost give that as homework for people because I'm like, you need, you need homework. Yes. Because you're not going to remember everything that I've said. Mm -mm. So you'll remember probably 5% of what I said. So I sent him home with that. What I love about that book, it's based on fact. It's not based on somebody's opinion about, oh, women's health should look like this. It's not like that. It, it's based on medical evidence. And that's what all these doctors, oh, it's not medically, it's not proven. It's not medical evidence. Well, it is because hormone use has gone back 20, 22 years. This is old information. New England Journal of Medicine, diabetes journals. Mm. And you've got endocrinologists that don't believe in this stuff, even though they're dealing with hormones. Wow. They're only like, oh, thyroid is the only game. Mm -mm. Well, no, it's ovarian hormones. It's testicular hormones for men. It's adrenal. Right. Yeah. Although, forget about yeah, that. Yeah. They all works in conjunction because it's all coming from the mm -hmm. pituitary gland. Exactly. 
And we don't address it. So tell me what you think about the women that did, and even the men, that I, I have women in my life, a little bit older than myself. There's several of my friends too, I have to say, but the, the ones that I'm that I'm speaking of that are a little bit older, maybe 10 years older than I am, they're like, never took a hormone, sailed through it, never had an issue. I'm like, good Lord. I mean, because yeah. I do. I mean, it's been a struggle for me and I'm 1000% transparent. It has not been easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started young. I started taking and taking care. I've always taken care of myself. But what do you say about, is that possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. So it's possible because they're in a different generation. So the 70 something, so the true baby boomer wasn't exposed to the chemicals that you and I are exposed oh, to. Oh my God. So that's real. Nobody talks about that. And secondly, if you think about like, look at the general health of people. Mm-mm. Like they're not part of the fast food generation. They're not part of industrial seed oils or air quality problems, um, water issue. You know, that's the difference between 20 years from that they're ahead of us and right. they're not as sick. But I will say this, those women that weren't on hormones they're still having bone atrophy, brain atrophy, and heart issues. Right. So you're still going to see decline, but it may not be as obvious because they don't have the other insult of all this other environmental problem that we're having to deal with on top of it. So you're just like, I know. Well, that makes sense. It's exhausting to even think like, what else are we having to face, you know, every single day that we don't know. You know, um, and I have, I've talked to many women that are probably 10 years and older than myself. And, and they, you know, I sailed through it and it's yeah, great. But women and are I'm funny because women think like, I don't have hot flashes anymore. Therefore I'm not in menopause anymore. That's not true. So menopause doesn't end. Menopause is until the end, like until you're dead. People are like, well, when do I stop doing hormones when you're dead? That's why I tell them when I'm dead. Really? And when I can't wheel myself in here anymore, I guess that's when I'll stop doing it. <laughs> but like... It is happening. We have to use hormones to, to protect our body. Your biology, your physiology depends on it. Your biology depends on it. You have to think of yourself as a biologic specimen. Gosh, people listen to this because... You're trillions of cells. I know. And we're not taking care of them. And they don't regenerate over 50 that well. So that's why I'm all about it. Like I'm all about how do I get my cells to turn over a lot faster? What can I do to make my healing process faster? So I can get back on my bike or whatever. Right. And, uh, but that, that's what we're facing. So even though you're not maybe having hot flashes, that doesn't mean you're done with menopause. That's what people think. They associate hot flashes with menopause. Okay. And that's an OB-GYN's fault. That's our fault by not telling the definition of menopause. Mm. It doesn't end. Your bones will become osteoporotic if you're not careful. You know, yeah. your brain's already starting to atrophy because you're not feeding it right. And there's no hormones there to feed it anymore. And your heart's having trouble. Wow. Unbelievable. And like, we don't talk about that stuff, but this is all proven. We know this. Even diabetics can do better with hormone replacement therapy. Wow. So I don't know how I see. Okay. So let's talk about birth control and when you're younger. So do you say yes? I mean, if someone oh, my age, hard. some someone my age should not be on birth no. control, but they that's, are. I know because that's what they they teach us because they're that, getting estrogen, right? Yeah, because that's what they, they're saying. Like, treat a woman in menopause with birth control pills again, and it's like that is the worst idea. It's and it it does affect your levels, and I see it now. There's all these generics too that I'm really like unsure of. 
What are they? Like back in the day, I used to know orthotricycline, orthonovum, 777. You probably mm-hmm. remember ortho yes. 35. And right. the old school pills, I think, were maybe a little bit better. But now there's all these generics. Of, I don't even know what they are anymore. People will come in and they're like, I'm on Sarah. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like, it's a girl's <laughs> name. Like, what is that? And I've no clue. It was a song. It's, yes. And they're all girls' names. I'm like, Christina. And, oh, and I'm yes. like, I'm sorry. I, I What pill is that? Right. I have no clue. I'm so like outdated with it now, I guess. But, but I get women off of that over like late forties and 50s, I just get them off. Like he needs a vasectomy. Yes. Get off of it. Cause you're still capable of ovulating. So we don't want a baby when you're 50, but he needs to go to get it taken care of. So you get off the pill. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because I do have some friends that are still on pill. Now, not okay. remember my age, everyone. I know. know. So it's, I think there's a link. I think there's a problem. It's been progestin, which is in that book that I re- referred mm-hmm. you to. That is documented that it does. It is linked to cancer. Wow. We know this. We know this is old news, but we want to blame estrogen for right. cancer. It wasn't estrogen. It was progestin. Right. So if anybody's on Prempro, I highly recommend getting off of it. Wow. Prempro. Prempro. Yeah. So Prem is Premarin. Mm-hmm. And maybe a lot of people don't know this either, but Premarin is horse urine estrogen. Right. And I have a huge problem with that. Mm. So number one, they're using pregnant mares specifically for pharmaceutical gain. And that's not okay. No. It's not ethically okay. And your body's like, I don't even know what to do with this. I'm not a horse. Still, this is going on? Yeah. Oh, dear. I've got, oh, man, that's a whole other I know. hour, girl. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, they come in and I'm just like, why are you on, what? You're on this old school, like, it's insane. Right. Yeah. Pro, so progestin, that's the issue. Okay. But that book is so valuable because even it opened my eyes a few years ago when I started reading it. I didn't learn that. This is 20-year-old information that should we shouldn't be using this stuff. What are we doing? And the and book we know is this. how to achieve healthy, healthy aging. aging. Mm-hmm. Just go on Amazon and yeah, just Amazon. It's like fifteen bucks. Excellent book. And uh, Neil Rousier is actually an emergency department doctor. So you're probably wondering how did he get into hormones? Well, he tells this great story that the nurses that he worked with were so difficult to work with in the emergency room. Oh, no. They were like, can you fill our meds? And he's like, yeah. And then they're better. Yeah. And he was betcha. like, this is interesting. So that's wow. how he got, because they were just very difficult to work with. Mm. And then they weren't. And so he got, he's an expert. And that's who uh, the company I get my pellets from. He's a big speaker for them. And uh, I got a priv- the privilege to talk or listen to him. Extremely knowledgeable. Um, this crazy, awesome book of facts. So like people that are like funny about that, like, oh, I I disagree. Well, here's the facts. There's, there's literally facts in this book. They're so old. Mm. Unbelievable. It's so old data. And I don't understand. So if a compounded progesterone can reduce your risk of breast cancer, why isn't everybody on it? If it's the number one cancer in women. Like why why is that? Like, I don't understand. Like if that's, if we have a rampant problem, why aren't we trying to prevent that from happening? We know this. We know by fact, as a fact, that one in seven women get cancer. Right. Oh my gosh. So why aren't we doing something to why stop that or slow it? it down at least? I know. You know. But we just treat cancer like oh, cancer, like it's just like household, like Lysol. Like it doesn't scare people like it used to. Like it's just so common now. We get used to those things, it is, right? It's and then so we common. get distracted with all this other stuff. So we need to really be still focusing on 
what can we do to stop women and men from getting all these problems that we know are going to happen to us? Mm -hmm. We know this. It's going to happen. It's going to happen if you don't take care of it now. We are going to take care of it. Mm -hmm. I could talk to you for ever. (laughs) I mean, it's exhausting. I mean, there's so much. And, you know, and you, when you're a wellness doctor too, you feel very alone. Um, because nobody really is on board with this. Really? In the demographic that I work in. Okay. So you have to be like, if you go to Arizona and you're in Scottsdale, everybody's like, oh, of course. Like, that's what we do. Sure. But that's just, but it's very, very much region. Um, the problem is like, it's regional. Really? So you have to really go p- to people that it's been very hard to practice. It's, it's been easy practice because I have a foundation of patients. But if I was a new doctor coming into Fort Worth or whatever, as a, I'm a wellness person. It just, it doesn't, it's not very well accepted. That is unbelievable. I'm in. Yeah. Am, am, you I a rarity though? am I a rarity? It's becoming like girls like you are starting to talk to their friends who are talking to their friends, Facebook. Like I, I do all my ads on Facebook. Like here I am, mm-hmm. I'll help you. So if you can identify with people on a, a platform like sure. that, that's pretty cool that I'm not in the yellow pages anymore because that's obsolete. (laughs) So now I'm on Facebook, you know, doing videos of like, please listen to what I'm trying to say here. Um, Because it's so incredibly valuable because I want you to be great at 70. I want you to be great at being 80. I don't want you to suck at being 80 years old. Mm -mm. You can, you have two choices. You can be really bad at it or really good at it. Right. But it has to start now. Absolutely. Because you can't, you can't catch that up. Right. You cannot play catch up. Is this the same for women and men? Yes. Yes. Right. Much. Oh yeah. Like most of the diabetics I see are men. Wow. Yeah. They're, they're just like, what? Like, I just don't understand. I'm like, well, are you shocked really? You know, like, are you really? And they're like, not really, you know, like wow. they're not really surprised because they just eat whatever they want and you just can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And the, because it's the food quality mm-hmm. and it's not just because you go to central market and it says grass fed does not mean it's grass. fed. No, no. You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. What am I even eating? I don't even know. Right. That's my question now for everything is, do I really know the truth for this? Sure. I mean, that's, but my diet is very limited. My diet is extremely limited because I'm just like, I don't, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure right. if this is true. Right. So, you know, you could get, you could be told anything. How do you know? You don't know. You're not going to the farm. Right. Unless you go to like Burgundy beef or, you know, the oh, exactly. cow from mm-hmm. whatever family, whatever. Sure. That's different. But like overall, like regular grocery store. Scary. It's very scary. I know. Oh. But we're, I, know, I know, I know, but That's on a positive note, I know, <laughs> sorry, doom and gloom, but yeah. on a positive note, if you, if you find a dog that you can identify with and you can bond with and are, they're honest with you, there's tons of hope. There is so much hope. You I just mean, have to read. Unfortunately, the consumer now has to be self-taught because mm-hmm. I can't, I'm trying to do it on a bigger level, but it's just, you know, you, I talk to people one at a time, mm-hmm. 20 times. Each day. So you you can only reach so many people, but I hope with two or three of those people a day that they go and tell five of their friends Mm -hmm. and then, you know, we can kind of save the world that way. That's right. Because Mm -hmm. I tell my girlfriends, Mm -hmm. we tell each other. You do. And and I think women are really good about that now. They're really open and very transparent and very like that that word authentic always pops in my head because I love that word. Mm -hmm. And I think being honest and open with people about all parts of your life 
But Lisa, we oh. were talking about this when we went here. You know, you were, you'd listen to some of my podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not hiding that I had an eating disorder in my yeah. 20s anymore. I'm not yeah, I'm not hiding that I had an eating mm-hmm. disorder in my 50s yeah. either. So because yeah. it never goes away. It doesn't go away. It doesn't. It doesn't go away. Yeah, I'm not. And that was a generational thing of the 80s. I mean, we I struggled with it too. I mean, I was really, and I told you that, I was really weird about it. Um, I didn't tell people. I was very ashamed. I... I think women like us, they are just that type. We just have to have control over that feeling of feeling full. It feels gross to people like us that have like, I don't know, I don't know what that is person, but, and it still follows you around. I mean, it just, like I tell Trey, I'm like, he's like, try this. And I'm like, Oh, I'm right there. I'm at that. I'm at that point. Cause I was very honest with him too about mm-hmm. it. I was very open about like in the very beginning of our relationship, like I had this and it sucks and I I still have to be careful. Right. Like that feeling will still come back. That thought process will still come back to me and I don't like it. Right. And I don't like feeling like that. And then it becomes all consuming. It and, and so just want your one, as a bulimic, you will understand the word. You are one bite away. Yes. One bite away. One bite away. Yeah. And, you know, I wish, I, I, I'm back in my 20s, I saw a psychiatrist in Dallas. Um, she's deceased now, but she she told me, and I was just like, what? Because I expected her to fix me mm-hmm. because everyone else, well, just go to a doctor and they'll fix you. So I went and she said to me, mark my word, for the rest of your life, oh. knowing who you are, you will always look at yes. food differently. Yes. And, um, oh, that's deep. I, it's deep. And, and I went, mm. oh, no, 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 no. By the time I'm 30, I'll outgrow it. I will outgrow <laughs> this because mm-hmm. it's a young girl game, mm-hmm. right? Or a young guy's game. Mm-hmm. Are you joking? I, it's that, you know, the, the word one by the way, but it does. But, you know what? It's the the healthy balance now too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to admit it to yourself. You have to say, "I've struggled with this." You have to tell your person. I tell Trey, I'm, "I've struggled with this." Mm-hmm. He understands it now. He pulls the fork back. Wow! He supports. He gets it, and so it's like to be honest with somebody. Let you know, right. like it's it's just it's hard to like be transparent with people. It is. But I am with my patients now. I used to hide that. Now I'm like, I get it. Like, but that's why I'm, I don't want to say like I'm popular. I don't want to be like that, but I'm a popular doctor amongst mm-hmm. people because I'm like that. You were top, I'm like you. top, top doctor in Fort Worth for how many years in a row? Oh, oh, I don't know. That's a, a little, while. That, that is so fan- yeah. fantastic. But I, you know, I just, I'm so fortunate like to have even been able to do something like this. Cause I came from, you know, I, I was born in the UK. I was, uh, you know, became a citizen here. I I've had little things, blips here and there. That's been more difficult. Um, just becoming a citizen here. I just have a very, um, different perspective mm-hmm. on how lucky I am. Cause I have seen other countries and I know how people live and how hard it is to go to university if you live in other countries. So I, I just have a different respect for things. So I, it's my duty to help others because I've been given this opportunity and I won't stop. I'll just evolve like you, Mm -hmm. like just because you're 55, you're like, I'm going to do something else. But you use your spirit and you use your skill to like evolve that into something much bigger because you're just gleaning this information and you're just repackaging it. Exactly. That's all you're doing. I'm just, I commend you for that very much. Well, thank you. And I just want people to learn from my 
Yes. My success and my mistakes. Mm -hmm. There you go. Because, you know, I've learned more from my mistakes than I have anything else. You have to talk about it. Yeah. You have to say it and you have to admit that to yourself. Sure. I think, you know, be open and honest about, and I'm still doing that even within my marriage too. I'm like, I shouldn't have probably said that. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm really sorry. And but Trey is teaching me. I, I think I match with the right person now finally, because he is a person that will call me out you are, that hurt my feelings. I'm not okay with what you said. And I'm like, wow. Wow. At 51, I'm like, oh, I just got called out and I was wrong and I need to make that right. You know what I mean? So I'm still learning. Like you can't just tell people stuff. I mean, you have to Mm -hmm. be really aware of like, what what people are feeling and all of that. So I, I really do thank him a lot for like my big changes because he has been um, really open and honest with me about me. Isn't that great? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, at first You're I was like, right. Ugh, I don't think I want to hear that. Like I w- it would get like, I wouldn't be happy about it. But now I'm like, gosh, you know what? You're right. You're right. I have got to be different about things, but I feel much, much better about myself. Isn't that great? As well, that d- just to be matched with somebody that is, is, not e- it's not the equality thing. It's not that. It's just like the match is just, it's open and it's it's a lot more honest and mm-hmm. transparent. Right. And we don't have anything to hide. Right. Yeah. That's that's. I don't want to go through that again. No. You know what I mean? Like I, I heck no. I don't want to go through that again. It was it was extremely painful um, to be divorced and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. But to find that person that you click with is mm-hmm. is is awesome but he's really honestly i will give him a lot of props for giving me the courage to do something else what you're doing now and then you know we'll talk again about the whole cbd thing right like on, yes down the road. and that that's been you know a big part of like our connection is through our business with that so but he's he's just been a really wonderful influence for me isn't that amazing mm-hmm. that you have yeah. support yeah. and i yeah. tell men and women this all the time Find that person that supports you. That that's loves really you, it. And that's really that's a relationship. Support at yes. the end of the day. That's really all it is. We overcomplicate, and we just need to simplify. You know, you're with the right person when they do things like that for you, and they're glad for you. Right. Absolutely. And he truly is glad for me. I can tell. Yeah. And so I really am very grateful to that relationship more than anything because he really changed the way I looked at myself. Like. You can take a risk. Even if you fail, Lisa, you'll pick up your oh, bootstraps and you'll do something do else. something else. That's what you do. That's why yes. pick you, them up. you do this and we identify mm-hmm. because it's the same type sure. of personality. I so, mm-hmm, Well, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy and for I, you. And I have to, I, I have, okay, I didn't get half my list in. And so that means you have to come back. I would love to come. I would love you? this kind of stuff. I think oh, you're awesome. Well. And I, I think you're doing such incredible work and what you talk about is key. It's real. It's honest. And that, that is so rare. And that's what I appreciate so much about you. Thank you. In all your pocket. I mean, I went through the list. I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. Like these all make, and I know a lot of people that you have on too, that I love. You do. Okay. Good. I'm like, and I will put a plug in for my friend Claudia with my sweet roots. I think she, she's one of the funniest. She's Canadian, by the way. I know. She's, so you know that. Yeah. And she, she's special. She's a special woman. She is a fabulous. And a good cook. (laughs) 
She's, oh, good she's a mess. She's funny. Yeah, I should like, show you some of my text messages. Oh, hers. I can't even. I can't. Yeah, I, know, I can't that's even. That's X, X, what was it like? X-rated, censored, whatever. Yeah. She's, yeah. yeah we, we have bleep, some bleep. colorful words in our text <laughs> messages. Have her on uh, the podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, yeah. No, she's fabulous. So yeah. I thank you very much. Oh, I really appreciate this opportunity. 100%. Well, I want to get to, at, down the road, I want to get to more about anti-aging. I want to talk about relationships. I want to talk about why I pee on myself. I'm going to talk yeah. about all those Oh, yeah, things. we didn't talk about that, but we're going to do that. And then- Oh, uh, that's so real. Yeah, mm-hmm. so many things. My friend has osteoporosis. So we're going to get to- all of this, we promise in 2021. Perfect. And thank you so much. Tell us your happy. website, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. everything. Tell us all so that. So it's Fusion Medical Aesthetics. Oh, and you said um, that beautifully. That is dot com. And then Instagram, I, I'm not a fate. So we de- actually deleted our um, personal Facebook page. We, we were just like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. And we also watched Social Dilemma, which I don't know if you've seen. No, that. I haven't. No. So we went ahead and deleted that account. But I do have my my Facebook okay. business account, but I love Instagram. Good. Um, I'm Doc Fort Worth, D O C Fort Worth. D O C Fort Worth. And you guys can message me. Um, I, I can get yeah, I'm on that most days. So you can get a hold of me. People message me all the time on that. Um, the office number is 817-644-1758. And we start off with a lab. So you would technically come in and say hi and a consultation. And then um, I'll do your lab on the same day. And typically we'll have you back within 24 to 48 hours to actually put the pellets in the, the bioidentical hormones. Right. And then I tweak things for different people depending on what your lab results will be. And then every other time you get lab. Uh, men, I see every five to six months. So their pellets last a lot longer because they get a lot more. So they do cost double but they get three, right. four times as many. Longer. I mean, mm-hmm. Women will typically get about 125 milligrams of testosterone around there, sometimes a little bit less. Men get up to 2,000. Wow. So that's why there's a cost. We got it, We got a, had a question recently, why does it cost so much more? Because they get a lot more product. Right. And it lasts a lot longer. Well, that makes sense. But their body composition is completely different. Completely. So, um, but I, I do very small doses. I don't do these big giant doses like some of these companies have. You can lose your hair. My voice permanently changed after my testosterone was too high with another company that I worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, it never went back. Um, mm-hmm. Some women can have clitoris changes where it enlarges and it doesn't go back. Acne, hair growth, obviously. But I have a, an, uh, Shannon Moon. I don't know if you know who Shannon Moon is. She's a brilliant esthetician, been around for about 15 years in Fort Worth. Everybody knows her. She's going to come work with me in, starting in January to do um, hair removal. So we, we have solutions, right. To all the problems that you may have, not these side effects so much, but if you have acne, I've got a solution. If you've got hair, I've got a solution. If you've got, you know, I I always try, if I create a problem for somebody, I will have an answer. Wow. So that that's not really a creation of a problem per se, but testosterone has issues like mm-hmm. it can for some women and you have to be able to identify that and have, have something you can do about right. it. So, and men too. Yeah. It's well, fascinating, but it is. Um, it is. Take care of your But body. I love all this stuff and, and just, I, I would, and I don't want to toot my own horn, but I kind of will, but I, I would honestly say I probably do more hormones than anybody in this wow. as a single practitioner than anybody in this city. Wow. And, um, I think you have to go to somebody that knows what they're doing. Absolutely. 
Because there's a lot of people, dentists can do this, by the way. Oh, no, 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 no. There's a lot of people that shouldn't be. So that's the goal is to get people educated. Well, I want you all to go to Dr. Lisa Gardner. You have the information. Do yourself a favor and give yourself a gift in 2021 and... Get healthy. Yes. Get healthier. That's all I want for everybody. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this today. Dr. Gardner's going to be back. I'm going to make her come back. So it's good to see you all. Well, if you're on YouTube, we want to get up in that podcast world. Go rate and review and give us if you want to talk to Dr. Gardner about something. Let us know and follow me on Instagram at Tiffany C. Blackman. I'm on Facebook, too. And everyone have a great day and keep being fabulous. 